Whether you're feeling happy, sad, mad, or glad, it never hurts to change it up. Tired of the rut you're stuck in but don't know what to do? Change it up! Life Transitions expert, speaker, and best-selling author, Paula Shaw, will be leading the charge each week, exploring topics that inspire men and women to welcome change and create a new kind of conversation. Join a movement that encourages truth, respect, innovation, and cooperation at home, in the workplace, and around the world. Ready to change it up? Here's your host, Paula Shaw. Welcome to Change It Up with Paula Shaw Radio. It's Father's Day today, so I want to begin by saying Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. I'm Paula Shaw, an author, a speaker, and a life transitions expert. My work is all about helping people deal with change and the challenges that come with change. And change can be anything. Oftentimes, it involves a loss. It could be a death. It could be a divorce. It could be a loss of health. Anything that creates a loss creates change. And as we've said so many times before, we humans have a love-hate relationship with change. We need it, or we don't grow, and we get bored, but we hate the discomfort of it. And when we're going through change, life can feel very um, topsy-turvy, you know, like things are just not the way they were before that was comfortable and that we were used to. And so my work is about helping people to deal with the parts of themselves that may be making those changes more difficult. For example, if you had limiting beliefs from childhood, like you're not enough, or men will always leave me, or something like that. Now you're going through a divorce, and it's even more traumatic because that that loss has triggered those old subconscious beliefs that have been hanging around. And what we also know now is those limiting beliefs actually create a lot of what we experience in our lives. So I work with people, helping them get through the transitions, and also in finding What are those limiting beliefs that are causing them problems? What are the the traumas that they may have experienced in childhood that created some of those beliefs or created responses that we tend to have to things? We We all know people who really react in a very big, dramatic way about almost everything. And then we know others who are cool, calm, and collected. My guest today is one of those, I think, who, not sure if it was by nature or by training, probably a little bit of both, Ed Heiner was a Navy SEAL for over 20 years, and we're going to be hearing a lot from him about that training, and uh, we'll find out. Was he cool, calm, and collected in the beginning, or did that grow? Also today, I want to just talk a bit about dads, and I'm going to use this opportunity Um, to talk about my dad. By the way, I didn't say that if you have any interest in learning more about my work or getting a hold of me, if you may be somebody who'd like to do some work, you can get a hold of me best at paulashaw.com. That's paulashaw.com. Okay. Also, if you want to learn more about this show, if you want to listen to past shows, because we've had some amazing guests, or if you heard somebody and you'd like to find out about their contact information, all of that is on changeituprradio.com. Changeituprradio.com. You'll find show notes, you'll find all the past shows, and you'll find information about becoming a guest on this show if you should so desire. So, dads, being a dad is a big job. You know, and the concept of dad, I think, has changed a lot over the years because most of us, especially in the boomer generation, are familiar with dad that used to be represented by father knows best and shows like that where dad was this cool, calm, wonderful fount of wisdom and provider for the family while mom stayed home with her apron on and cooked fabulous meals and was always there to nurture 
and console the children. It was all pretty idyllic in the TV shows, but I'm not sure if it was ever actually that way in real life. But dads, dads have always had the job of being protector provider. But now I think being a dad today involves even more because I think as a, as a society, we're much more educated about the importance of everything we do with our children, the things we say to them, the way we discipline them, the, the kind of comfort we provide, the training and, and the methods we use for training. So I think that being a dad today has changed a lot. Like, I love it when I see a dad jogging down the road pushing the stroller. And I see that more and more. Or when the dads are wearing the, the baby packs, you know, and carrying the child around as they and the mom are walking on the beach or <clears throat> wherever they might be. I want to tell you a, a couple of stories about my dad, because I had a really great dad. Some of you may remember him because he did the show a few weeks back on Memorial Day. Um, you may remember my dad is one of the last living veterans of the invasion of Normandy, also known as D-Day. And um, like our guest today, my dad was a Navy man. And today he actually spends a lot of his time speaking and, and trying to inspire people, especially those suffering with PTSD, to get help. My dad himself was helped at the Veterans Administration and he, he speaks very, very highly of what they offer. So any of you who might be dealing with PTSD, we really encourage you to get help. But besides being in the Navy and being there at that invasion of Normandy, my dad was one of those dads, I, I always kind of joke and say he was kind of like a walking day camp. I mean, literally every day when he would come home, we would go running out to the car, daddy, daddy, daddy's home. Because my dad would come home and he didn't just put his feet up or kick back and have a beer. My dad would play with us. He would do things with us, you know. He'd hit the ball with us out in the street or um, we'd play games, board games or all kinds of other things like that. But two of my most wonderful memories about my dad I want to share. One was, <clears throat> I have to tell you, I was a very, uh, what's the word? <laughs> I, I went through a lot of awkwardness when I was growing up. Uh, my neck was too long. My hair was too big and curly. My lips were too full. I was not the best looking child. I did not feel great about myself. And, and there are pictures to prove it, trust me. So I'm outside with my dad one day, and he's watering. And he said to me, he used to call me Poopy. Now, that's not for any reasons any of you might think, but that was his little nickname for me. And this butterfly comes flying by while dad's watering. And he says to me, Poopy, you see that butterfly? And I said, yeah, it's really beautiful. And he said, oh, <laughs> it's not as beautiful as you are. And I will never forget that because I was not beautiful. It was really one of those stages of life where I was not a great-looking kid, but my dad thought I was beautiful. And that meant the world to me. And the other thing that I loved about growing up with my dad is he taught me to dance while standing on his feet. So I would stand on his feet and he would do the moves, and, and he used to love to twirl me, and then he even taught me how to do this little dip thing that was big back in the, in the well, it was probably big in the 40s, but <laughs> anyway, we would do it. And, and to, today, I, I'm going through this phase where I'm a, a Luther Vandross freak, so I'm constantly listening to Luther Vandross, and one of the songs that he sings that just brings tears to my eyes every time is called Dance With My Father Again. And the song is about him as a young boy and how his father would dance with him. And every time I hear it, I remember standing on my dad's feet and, and him holding me in dance position and teaching me the steps by 
just feeling the steps on his feet. I learned the foxtrot, I learned the cha-cha, and I learned the waltz with my dad. And one thing I also know about my dad, because he watches every one of my shows, (laughs) he's sitting out there right now listening to what I'm saying, and I guarantee you, (laughs) because it sort of runs in the family, tears are welling up in his eyes as well. And he's having these same memories I'm having just as vividly as I am. Because even though my dad's 92, he is sharp as a tack. And I'm so grateful for him. I love you, Dad. And happy, happy Father's Day. All right, so we are getting ready for our next segment in which we're going to be talking to a man who is a father, a seal, a husband, a a budding TV star, (laughs) and today he's going to be a radio star. So we'll be back in just a moment with Ed Heiner, Navy SEAL. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Change It Up with Paula Shaw on AM 1170, The Answer. Now, more than ever, it's important for women to understand why they need a financial strategy. Women tend to make less money than men, live longer, and face more financial challenges during retirement. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair. With evolving roles and increasing responsibilities, women are seeking out ways to become more knowledgeable about their finances. My life's work has been to empower women to make good financial decisions today to help ensure you have a bright future tomorrow. I'm here to help you learn more and to become more. Give me a call for your free no-obligation consultation or a second opinion at 619-997-0416. 619-997-0416. That's 619-997-0416. Cherry Blair is registered with and securities are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. California license number Z- For those looking to improve their lives, there's nobody better to turn to than Paula Shaw. Paula helps people regain successful lives by identifying and eliminating self-sabotaging behavior using a multitude of mind-body techniques to identify and resolve their core issues. Working with a wide variety of healing modalities, she provides her clients with the most effective process for their specific needs. To book a session with Paula, call 858-480-9234. That's 858-480-9234. Welcome back to Change It Up with Paula Shaw, brought to you by Sherry Blair, your financial consultant whose whole passion is about empowering women to grow beautiful financial futures. You can reach Sherry at 619-997-0416 or at sherryblair.com, spelled... C-H-E-R-I-B-L-A-I-R dot com. All right. So, as promised in this segment, I am going to be chatting with Ed Heiner, who is who retired just a few years back in 2012 after 20 years as a U.S. Navy SEAL. During his time in the SEALs, He's been a SEAL instructor, officer in charge of SEAL instructors at BUD slash S training. We'll ask you about that. (laughs) He's an officer in charge of instruction for all West Coast SEAL teams training and training officer for all SEAL teams pre-deployment training team programs. My goodness, a lot of words and titles. (laughs) He's currently serving as a coach and consultant specializing in leadership team building, mental toughness, and personal conflict resolution. His goal is to help people understand their own fears in order to get past them so they can unleash their human potential. He's an author. He's written a book on leadership um, that was published by McGraw-Hill. And that book, Ed, is called? It's called First, Fast, and Fearless. First it's a bestseller, by the way. Fast, this saying. fearless. Just First, saying. fast, fearless. This saying. <laughs> 
I, w I always get the words wrong. I was going to try it on my own, but I, I would have gone fast first, fearless, you know. There's I a movie that's wrong. very close to that. That's why people kind of confuse it sometimes. I see. Uh, yes, okay. <laughs> Being reminded to talk into my mic. <clears throat> All right. So, Ed, wow, let's go back over 20 years ago yeah. to... What inspired you to decide you wanted to be a Navy SEAL? Well, uh, oddly enough, it was, uh, I guess the word would be serendipity. Ah, really? I, was, uh, I ran into a guy, mm -hmm. and I was helping, my friend and I were helping this lady move. She got evicted. She was, her husband was in the Navy on a ship uh -huh. in Norfolk, Virginia. And um, she was at a storage unit, and she had a couple kids, three kids actually in tow, and, and she had to move out. So my friend and I got her a van and packed got boxes and started packing her house up met a seal at the storage unit and we talked and he volunteered to help us and oh. we spent about 24 hours together and that was it really so I went from being a stockbroker where i thought i was going to be a stockbroker so i got a second interview and then i'm uh -huh. like no so i changed it up because of this seal that you met that helped you move this woman's stuff yep okay so question what was it about him that inspired you so much you changed your whole life plan well, I never really knew anything. Before all the movies and uh, TV shows came out, you didn't know anything about SEALs. Yeah. But then he told me pretty much everything he did. He was a very honest guy. He was uh, just, I think, just a life and adventure. You know, I was 22 mm -hmm. years old, I think, at the time. And uh, I was like, yeah, this is pretty neat. It's pretty fun stuff. So. Mm. And it didn't scare you to think about all those dangerous missions and mm. being in cold water for hours and all the things I've heard SEALs go through? It was scary, I think, but you know, when you're, you're at that age, that's the time you're, you're you want that adventure, right? Yeah. I mean, we all do. Like you talked about certainty and uncertainty. Well, that's a whole bunch mm -hmm. of uncertainty right there. So you were 22. Were you married? No, 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 no. no. Okay. <laughs> so you went into training as a single man. Yep. My, which uh, I think uh, I don't. I guess we. I'm trying to figure if we even allow people that are married to go through training. You're kidding. No, no, no. Well, oh. we may, but there's very, it's a very rare thing. Because most people don't, you know, if you come in at 20, 22, 23, somewhere, mm -hmm. um, you know, you want them to be single. You want them to have 24 hours a day to be oh. doing their job. I it's, didn't realize that that yeah. was a requirement. It's not a necessary requirement, but it's generally speaking, it's, a, it's That's what it you're looking out. for. Yeah. Okay, so can just anybody apply to SEALs? And if they make, make it through training, they get to do it? Well, if you meet the requirements, and there's a lot of requirements, but they, they compete. We Right now, we're at about 10,000 people apply per year. Oh, my. And we take around 1,000 and about 150 make it. Whoa, so that's one out of 10. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah Almost, after right? we select. So, yeah. yeah. So wow. It, it, there are a lot of people in that sense. You know, a lot of our guys despise the movies, the TV shows, all the publicity. <laughs> but at the same time, the recruiting is astronomical. Because of all Thousands and thousands yeah. per year. So our recruiting that's effort has went way up. More than any other force. So. so once you're accepted, what happens to you? Well, once you get in, and the, the fun begins. You get most guys will go through their introduction to the military, right, uh -huh. their boot camp, and then they'll go to a two month. Do you go to the same boot camp as everybody? Uh, no, no, it's it's same place, but it's a different. It's all together, so you're in one class together. Got it. Because there's more working out and pre, you know preparation. Mm -hmm. And then after they get, they finish their boot camp, there's a two month training program with professional coaches, strength coaches, mental toughness coaches, swimming coaches, oh. and they get them ready to come here to to uh, San Diego, Coronado, and then they you have a six month program of uh, ba basic underwater demolition seal. That's buds. That's Basic so underwater demolition seal. Now, what is that? What is that? Is that just a select group of seals, or is that everybody? Well, the buds is just the name of the course that oh. we go at, and it, we, okay. it's a legacy it. name. So, basic underwater demolition used to be World War II and that kind of era in the earlier areas. We used to have UDT teams underwater demolition, and then we had seals. Uh, but now it's just seals. So, didn't you tell me? I think in a conversation you and I had that when my dad was landing on the beach oh, in no. Normandy. There weren't SEALs, but there were... They had these, scouts and raiders and underwater demolition teams. And it was out of them yep. that SEALs evolved. Is that correct? Yep. Uh, it's 1962, President Kennedy uh, commissioned the first SEAL teams, but we came out of that oh. group of, we called them naked warriors, because they would leave from ships in the middle of the night before the invasions, and they only had bombs and uh, fins and masks. And all the sailors were like, wow, what are these guys? Because they would, they would swim into the beach days, sometimes days before the invasion, and blow up all the underwater obstacles. Oh, and they had the highest wow. casualty rates. Nobody even knew they existed. I trust they had wetsuits. No. But most no. of the time they didn't. I mean, remember, this is the 40s, so they may have had like a, a, you know, a partial wetsuit that they tried to work, but they didn't have it figured out. Really? 
Yeah. So they would just really swim, not naked, but in trunks. Just shorts, just trunks. Just in their trunks. Yeah. Oh my God. So the naked warriors. And yeah. and they were doing that on on that day on D Day. Oh yeah, absolutely. Every beach landing. Um, oh. So every major landing, we had guys on the beach. It was about a seventy-five percent casualty rate. How do they stand the cold in the water? Well, I mean, they would have dr- semi-dry suits, but. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't. We not the technology of today. Yeah. So they sucked it up pretty hard. They oh, endured a man. lot of it. And those were men. They were men. They were men. <laughs> the John Wayne type. They were for sure that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So they became the seals, and then this training that you go through when you get it's here in San Diego. The buds training. Yeah, the buds training is right here, and it's been here for a very long time. And uh, every seal that's been a seal has been through this training right here. How? I mean, this it may be a question you don't know an answer to, but. How many over since the beginning of time, or not time, <laughs> since President Kennedy commissioned SEALs yep. to exist? Do we have any idea how many men have served as SEALs? I, well, we do. It's about counting even the World War II underwater demolition team guys. There's about twelve thousand ever that served that have went through that training. And the reason uh-huh. we know this is because every day, probably five or ten times a day, mm-hmm. my SEAL friends and I have a website. We we have a stolen valor type uh, environment. We, we, what does that mean? We find people on TV or doing different things or selling products, and they were Navy SEALs, and we look them on the data. But we can figure it out in five or ten minutes, and we bust them every day. Oh, you oh, mean yeah. they're not really SEALs? They're not real SEALs. Busted one on Fox National News. Really? Eric Sean Show. Watch this show. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. We bust them all the time. How do you know that they're not real? The stuff's not real. Well, I, I just learned hearing the stories. Usually, the stories they have are too uh, too good to be true, oh. and they're 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 more Hollywoodized in their own mind. Most mm-hmm. seals won't talk to stories like normal. These people will. Yeah. And then I can ask them three questions, and I'll know instantly. It's not. Yeah. There's only been a few few seals. So it, it, by your age and time, you talk about going through training. I know exactly mm-hmm. what you did or didn't do. Oh, yeah, it's good. So anybody that's pretending to be a seal, you, you yeah, will get caught. Yeah, forget it, guys. You're busted. You'll if get caught. Not the real deal. <laughs> yeah. I think recently, last year we had a guy put in jail for a felony. Really? Yeah. yeah if he, so it's a felony to be impersonating? A, if a, you make money. So he was actually had a shooting school, and he was oh saying he was God. a seal, so he's getting a lot of money to shoot, teach people how to shoot. So uh, I'm pretty sure, I don't know how many years in prison he got, but it's a, it's a, wow. it's a crime, yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Especially because being a SEAL is, is a huge honor, and it's not easy to make that happen. Right. So you don't want just anybody being able to impersonate that yeah. or say that they were to increase their marketing ability, I guess, right? That's right. And they, mm-hmm. they kind of they steal from the program. They steal from the yeah. credibility of it. Yeah. And uh, you know, valor is a very important commodity in society. Mm-hmm. Without it, who's going to yeah. fight, right? I mean, if you just water it down by some Absolutely. knucklehead. Absolutely. You know, I think you mentioned at one point to me in a conversation that a lot of what you learned in your SEAL training is what you teach now in the leadership consulting that you do. Is that correct? Yeah, it's very correct. Um, I took a lot of the principles, just things I'd learned over the years, um, best leaders I knew, and just kind of, I've been documenting them for years. Even Mm -hmm. it was part of the resiliency program. When I ran the part of the overall resiliency program, a lot of these things came to me because we were doing a lot of research on what makes people more resilient, and, I, and it's a long story, but one of the tra- traits in this big 50-page uh, questionnaire, it tipped. If you said poor leadership, good leadership, it, it, PTSD rates doubled on poor leadership. Really? So we're trying to figure out, was the chicken or egg, which one came first? Wow. But all we know is it was a sig- significant amount of post-traumatic stress disorder-related symptoms if it was bad leadership, self-serving type uh. leadership. And that makes total sense, total sense, because good leadership can make all the difference in the world, and bad leadership creates a whole different... That's right, I mean, you know, my my daughter is singing in this band now, and for the second time, she just dazzled me with a letter that the leader of the band wrote to her. This man is so smart, I think. He just, he not only thanked her for some things she did, he commented specifically about what she did well, commented very specifically about what she's brought to the band. And it's like, uh, you know, she's cherishing those letters too. And I think this, whether he does this naturally or he's a well-trained leader, this man knows how to treat his people. Right. 
And what I'm hearing you say is when people are not treated well, especially in a, in a battle situation or war situation, yep. of course there's more panic, there's more fear, yep. and I could see where that would lead to more PTSD. Yep. Makes total sense, total sense. Who's yep. giving this test that you're talking about? Well, this was the test that every single military person come, when they come back from overseas in oh. a combat zone, anonymous tests, so mm -hmm. they're all honest with it, and yeah. I got access to some of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you could see it very clearly. Leadership was a huge one. So. Wow. Well, we'll be talking more about Ed's work as a leadership trainer and the new television program that he's involved with. And more importantly, his experiences as a dad and a SEAL. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Change It Up with Paula Shaw on AM 1170, The Answer. Well, hon, I'm going in. Going in? Uh, upstairs to the office to figure out our insurance. No need. Uh, can't put it off. I'll see you in about six hours. Bill, there's no need. Huh? Well, I took care of it in about 10 minutes. Whoa, hon, this is complicated stuff. Yep, so yesterday I called Kloon. Kloon? Kloon Insurance. They're brokers who handle all types of insurance for a bunch of companies. I told them our needs, they're working up a plan, and they'll be dropping by to explain everything. Yeah, but, you know, the extra cost of using a broker? No extra cost, and we get personal service. Not some out-of-the-country call center when we have a question or claim. They handle all insurance? Look, here's the info. Health, Medicare, dental and vision, disability, accident, critical illness, cancer insurance, and long-term care. They handle it all. No extra charges. Clune. Clune Insurance. <laughs> the guys are right. I'm married up. Clune Insurance. 760-805-0646. 760-805-0646. Now, more than ever, it's important for women to understand why they need a financial strategy. Women tend to make less money than men, live longer, and face more financial challenges during retirement. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair. With evolving roles and increasing responsibilities, women are seeking out ways to become more knowledgeable about their finances. My life's work has been to empower women to make good financial decisions today to help ensure you have a bright future tomorrow. I'm here to help you learn more and to become more. Give me a call for your free no-obligation consultation or a second opinion at 619-997-0416. 619-997-0416. That's 619-997-0416. Nine nine seven zero four one six. Cherry Blair is registered with and securities are offered through Brokers International Financial Services LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services LLC is not an affiliated company. California license number zero B four two three six nine. Welcome back to Change It Up with Paula Shaw Radio. I am in studio today with Ed Heiner, Navy SEAL. And the two of us are being brought to you by Sherry Blair, the financial consultant whose whole goal is to empower women and educate women to be wiser with their money so they can grow beautiful financial futures. Sherry can be reached at 619-997-0416 or at sherryblair.com, spelled C-H-E-R-I-B-L-A-I-R.com. So, Ed Heiner, if any of you are just joining us, was a Navy SEAL for over 20 years. He was also involved in training and many missions, I know, from knowing him personally. But we were just discussing uh, on the break um, something that I was talking about earlier, which was that we all have these limiting subconscious beliefs. And we also, I mean, and, and actually we just have a lot of subconscious beliefs. They're not all limiting. Some of them are very empowering. And Ed was just saying something really interesting about that. He was saying that in SEAL training, they're actually working with that. So will you tell them a little bit more about that, Ed? Yeah. Well, what we try to do is, well, we don't try, we actually do it. Um, it's through that six-month program is, you know, yeah, there's a lot of physical activity and stuff because we... You know, twist the body to mold the mind is what we say. It. But really well, what we that. want to say do. Say that again. Twist the body. Twist the body to mold the mind. To mold the mind. Okay. So it's a good visual, right? <laughs> yeah. But So we use all that to just take their belief system because your beliefs are anchored. Mm -hmm. And you don't know why. Did you get them from your parents? Did you get them from society? You don't really know. Most people don't even 
think about what their beliefs are. That's right. And the subconscious, subconscious ones, they don't know consciously, right? Nope. Mm-hmm. So what we do is uh, we, we give them physical and mental and other tasks to stretch those beliefs out. Mm-hmm. So what they do is when they leave the training, one of the unique things about it when they graduate is usually the parents, besides being, oh, man, I'm so proud of little Johnny, usually the mother cries, but they, <laughs> they get very teary-eyed because that's not little Johnny. He walks, talks, he does everything a little different. And it's, you know, it's that, that's the change we want in people. Is this like, you know, it's not bad. It's just not brainwashing. It's just this now his confidence level has increased significantly. And the parents can see it. Uh, and now little Johnny doesn't necessarily see it because it's intrinsic. To right. Him. It's organic. So, But he's walking a little taller, speaking a little more confidently. Yeah, absolutely. Because you want men who are Navy SEALs to be able to march out there in the world in a powerful, strong way, right? You do, and it's not artificial. See, the important mm-hmm. part is I tell everybody, it's like, if you ask them who's the best force in the world, they could pass a polygraph test. So they honestly believe these new beliefs. And uh-huh. that's that's important part of our training is we want to mm-hmm. stretch those. And, well, I would imagine, I mean, just the, I don't know all the details. It might be fun if you share some of the things people have to go through in training, but I know there's like some swimming stuff that's crazy. Yeah. And and so if you live through all of that, you got to feel like you're pretty special. Well, and, that's right? the thing. I said, well, be someone special. That's the advertising market. No kidding. Be oh someone special, and it's a big I didn't sign. know that. It must have been a psychic class. Well, you were right on it. <laughs> well, the big part of the, that training is what people call, we call Hell Week, and it starts on a Sunday, and it mm-hmm. ends on a Friday evening, and you don't sleep. Well, you, you probably sleep for four hours of that week. Oh, my so God. So Wednesday, the we give them week? an hour. A week, yeah. So on Wednesday, you may give them an hour, maybe get 20 minutes here, 15 minutes here. So the intention in that is just to push them 20 times further than they thought physically or mentally they could mm-hmm. do. And then we, we, at the same time, burn those values into their brain when they're at that moment. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, when they're standing there cold, wet, and miserable at 2 o'clock in the morning, soaking wet, then, you know, we talk to them like, this is why you chose to do this. It's hard, and you love it, and that's why mm-hmm. you embrace it. And they mm-hmm. change their beliefs, you know, or they, wow. or they quit. <laughs> it's yeah. either one. So. So you really, you sort of know from the inside out that you are a powerful man, yeah. that you can do whatever you're asked to do. It's a, it's a rudimentary, like cognitive behavior therapist <laughs> type, type treatment. <laughs> really? You know, we put them to a lot of emotional stress and then that's when we build them yeah. and let them know why they're important and how they're, what they're doing mm. is very important. So. so is part of it tearing them down to get rid of the old ideas? Is that a piece or is it just building from mm. a vulnerable state? It's, it's not really tearing them down. We're not like a Marine boot camp or yeah. any of that. It's not a lot. It's not as much yelling and screaming as people would imagine. Uh-huh. It's some just methodical hit the surf. You know, the water's really cold. They stay wet for six months. So, oh. so it's, it, you don't have to scream. You know, and I'll just let the, uh, you know, the physical molding, <laughs> twisting to, you know, to, to actually do it for you. Yeah, you just soften them up, keep them wet enough, and then you can mold hey. them into anything you want. Well, we say, like, well, you know, some famous quotes, right? Mental and physical, uh, you know, exhaustion breeds cowardice, right? Because mm. people give up mentally. That's right, that's people right. People quit mentally, and we teach them, you know, techniques and, you know, things to do during those moments to mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. not to fall to that weakness. Mm-hmm. So that that's actually what I'm writing about the whole next book, the uh, Fear Book. Oh, is, it's, it's, I'm very excited about it because I finally figured, think I've cracked the code on like what it is we do. What, not just surface level, but mm-hmm. how, what do we really do? What is the essence of it? And I was just saying to somebody yesterday, fear is the mind killer. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that stops us from doing what we dream of doing. It's the thing that kills relationships. It's just, it's the thing that, you know, kind of blows everything. It if, it's, if we can't figure out how to work with that fear or get rid of it, it owns us. That's exactly right. And that's books that will help people 100% with that. It's very, uh, so I'm very excited about this thing. It's, I'm it's, excited too. I want to be one of the first to read it. And you uh, have to come I will. back Absolutely. when you have that book. Well, I'm asking her to be contribute to it. So hold her to it. Woohoo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and your other book, for anybody who didn't hear that earlier, oh. is called? First, Fast, Fearless, How to Lead Like a Navy SEAL. I didn't choose the title. The publisher did, but <laughs> I lost that. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Well, I think people associate Navy SEALs with leading. Yeah, I just didn't want to use the word Navy SEAL in the book necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, well, it's part of who you are. It's part, it's part of the resume. Yes. And so I want to get into a little bit about when in this journey of over 20 years as a SEAL, when did you become a dad? Well, my wife was pregnant in 2006 when I, I deployed. 
Um, How long a, had you been a SEAL at that point? Uh, let's see, 14 years. Is that right? Yeah, oh, about 14 years. Oh, I've been goodness. in a, in a yeah, yeah, so accountant training and stuff, 14 years. And then, um, so I, she knew you as a seal. Oh yeah, yeah. She yeah, married yeah. a seal. Yeah. She knew exactly what she was getting into. Well, she didn't know exactly. What she, <laughs> she thought she knew what she was getting into. <laughs> Nobody really knows. Good point. <laughs> so you get married. But no, she did. She knew. And then uh, my first appointment was when she was pregnant. It was a short one. It was um, just for an operation, a big operation we were doing. And um, and then um, when he was two, I deployed. My son was two and a half. I deployed to Afghanistan. And actually. From a, a small tent in the middle of nowhere, the little satellite popped up. I watched his third birthday party on Skype. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, it was pretty. Oh my god, it was pretty upsetting. Actually, I was like, oh. I'll bet it was because yeah. you wanted to be there. Yeah, and then we'd had a couple close calls. You know, the days in and in and around that day, and it was just you know, you realize wow. how much you have to lose and how much he had to lose, and he didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. So. What a what a day! What a birthday day! Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you could write a book just about what that experience was like, or a screenplay for sure. Well, and that's a lot of the a lot of the people that are serving the military, you know, especially the the, the career long people mm-hmm. that they go through this all the time. And I, you know, I can't. I, I've seen, you know, a lot of um, children get their father's medals, you know, after they've been uh, killed in combat. Oh. And, you know, it's just mm. awful. I mean, it's yeah. one of the most awful things that I've ever been a part of is to watch some of that stuff. And uh, you know, it's it, it tells you what the sacrifice these guys mm-hmm. doing. It's not just regular, you know sacrificing hey if i'm single and no kids that's one thing but mm-hmm. when you have kids it's horrible so, yeah so. oh and hard on them yeah because they're relating to that parent usually on a screen or a phone yeah for a lot of the time right and they hope they never have to read that letter home is what we oh call it, right? my you know? god yeah i can't even imagine what a nightmare that would be for everybody and there's got to be yeah. a certain element of living on pins and needles while somebody you love is being is deployed yeah well you know they prepare in the seal teams they prepare the wives you know they give them briefs they're, they're part of the wheel process which is you know that mm. brings everything to the front of your mind you know and the guys usually write a letter home they seal it oh so if you're, you're, they, one of that done. if you read this well, wow. i'm gone wow. so yeah um and then you know you do that over and over it gets after a while it wears on you so you know i know guys that have done 15 combat deployments Oh my gosh. So each time you go, you would write that letter ahead yep. of time. Wow. Yep. And, and I can't even imagine what that's like. I mean, most people listening to this show <laughs> get in the car and drive to the office every day yep. and you expect fully that your you know, your spouse is going to come home that night. But when your spouse is a Navy SEAL, every time they leave, you have no idea. No, you don't. Not when they go. Yeah, they will they take be off. back. Well, you know, I actually use this in, in, uh, with corporations. I use the letter home theory, and we they write their letters. Tell home. me how you do that. Well, you get them if you want to get people how they want to live their life, because right? mm-hmm. you know death will bring you closest to how you should be living, and most people know that. And um, mm, so, I love that. Could you say that one more time? Well, death brings you closer to how you should be living. Yeah. You, mm. So when you face it, and you face it on a constant basis, it teaches you. You don't always do it properly, but it teaches mm-hmm. you what you should be doing mm-hmm. in your life. And uh, with a lot of the business executives that make a lot of money, they're very busy. They neglect their family, whatever. It's it's very good to write this letter home, to, mm. and then they'll bring it into the workshop. They don't read it to anyone; they just have it with them. Yeah, and then they can review it. It's like, okay, we want to you want to build your own style of leadership. You know, I bet you there's nothing negative in that letter. They probably don't say, Uncle Billy, I wish I would have beat you up when you were drunk <laughs> in my house. You know, it's about how they love their family and how much you know they yeah. wish they would have done better with their mm-hmm. lives, and they wouldn't have um, you know they would never shortcut it and stayed at work so much. Mm-hmm. You know, so. You know, one of the things that uh, I was thinking about and preparing for this show in Father's Day, thinking about men and what they're dealing with today, it's like there's not just the protect and provide aspect. There's especially men who are successful. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm making it and I've got all this money. There's so much more stress on you. There's so much more to think about. You know, you, you have to get better at being able to find a place where you stop and you then move to this other segment of your life, your family and what's going on at home, and try to put the work stuff to the side for a while. Yeah. Not not so easy to do. Well, no, you know, one of the five. Ooh, d- would, can we talk about that when we oh. come back? Because we've got to go to break right now, okay. but remember that thought. <laughs> we'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Change It Up with Paula Shaw on AM 1170, The Answer. Change it. 
When you're the victim of an accident or someone's negligence, insurance companies are not going to give you fair compensation for your injuries, damage to your property, and lost income. They actually try to minimize your claim. Don't sign anything until you talk with John Sahar and the Sahar Law Firm in Carlsbad. For over 29 years, John has done battle and has won millions of dollars in damages, medical bills, loss of earnings, and pain and suffering for his clients. John Sahar will stand toe-to-toe with the big insurance companies to make sure you get every dime the law demands. And you don't pay until John collects money on your behalf. From San Diego to L.A., Santa Barbara to San Bernardino, for auto accidents, product liability, dog bites, any injury caused by another, if it brings pain and suffering, bring Sahar to the case. For a free case evaluation, call 760-683-2048. 760-683-2048. The Sahar Law Firm fighting for you 760-683-2048 welcome back to change it up with paula shaw radio being brought to you by sherry blair the financial consultant whose passion is to empower women to grow beautiful financial futures through educating them so they can be smarter and better and, and with their money and they can make it last longer So if you're one of those women, you need to call Sherry Blair at 619-997-0416. Or you can reach her at sherryblair.com. That's spelled C-H-E-R-I-B-L-A-I-R.com. And if you're driving in your car and you're unable to write any of that information down, but you'd like to reach Sherry, Her information can be found on changeitupradio.com and all more information about her in the show notes. All right, so Ed Heiner is here in studio with me, and we were just talking about that wonderful line, Ed, that you said, death brings you closer to how you should be living. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that because. Ed is a Navy or was a Navy SEAL for over 20 years. So obviously. Always a Navy SEAL, just saying. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've made that mistake before with somebody, but it wasn't okay. a SEAL. Ed, let's start that over. Ed Heiner is a Navy SEAL now, tomorrow, and forever, all time. Perfect. <laughs> Especially those of you who've been with the whole show have heard some of what he talked about men go through to train as SEALs, so I can see why they want to keep that title right. for all time. Oh, I, I made that faux pas with Marines, do they sometimes? Or, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, married to a Marine, and we had three generations of Marines in the family, so I know what the, the pride that develops when you've been tortured, right. <laughs> tortured and molded into this amazing thing. So, Ed, you were talking about the five regrets that um, who identified Bonnie? Bonnie Weir, I believe. I'm hopeful, I don't think I'm misspeaking, but I think it's W I R E. Yeah, she did a. She was a hospice type nurse for decades, and mm-hmm. she come up with the five things that people regret, and two of them have to do with fear, because I've been kind of looking at all this and you know dealing with fear and writing the book about how you address fear, because you know it's always cliches, right? You just got to face them, you know, all this, you know, all this stuff it is. Exactly. Well, that helps me do nothing. Exactly. What, um, what do I do with that? <laughs> right. Not many people would say, well, you can change your physiology to change your mindset, which changes the way you feel. And mm-hmm. it's a, tra- tra- you know, a chain reaction. And, mm-hmm. you know, in our training, we dissect that. And, uh-huh. and, and we don't even know we do it. Sometimes we make the soup and we didn't know it. So I've been just <laughs> studying every piece of it to figure out exactly the language you use while we use it, mm-hmm. how it triggers your brain, what it does. All those types of things to say, no, not, not just face your fears and push through them. It says, no, I'll help you with little hacks, if you will, to, to push through that fear. Oh, I love that. And that's going to be in your new book? It is. Oh, yeah. cool. And by the way, let's give our listeners information how they can reach you if they want to know more about you or want to find your book or any of that, the existing um, book. Yeah, you can go on just at Heiner.com, E-D-H-I-N-E-R.com. A little bit slower. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm fast. <laughs> E-D. So, E-D-H-I-N-E-R.com or Ed Heiner Facebook and or any of the social medias. I don't like social media as much, but I do use Facebook some. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. And so when your new book comes out, they'll be able to find information on any of those Yes, uh, yes, it'll be, it'll be there. And hopefully, the I can't say it yet, but maybe the television show that I'll be hosting possibly. Um, oh, so we'll, we can't talk about the TV show? 
well, we can't talk in detail about it because I'm in negotiations with two production companies. Oh, okay. So. But so look for more of Ed Heiner on the screen, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hope. <laughs> Let's hope. That's right. Well, we'll be pulling for you for sure. Well, thank you. So uh, we were talking a little bit about you had a son and you're, because we're kind of tying this back to being a father and a seal. I can't imagine how hard that would be. Were you gone a whole lot or was there time when you were home for big chunks? Well, you know, I was a different case because my son, I had him later on. Mm -hmm. um, so I, he was five when I retired. So I had done a lot of time overseas and stuff, but he didn't have the multiple deployments, just a couple uh -huh. at that time. But some, you know, some dads and go, go away like three or four months every, you know, every year, maybe six months every year, they're gone. Well, that's awful. And that's, you know, it's mm -hmm. because, you know, obviously we have all kinds of wars going on now and we mm -hmm. spread throughout the world. So it's hard to know where the guys are. And yeah. They're always under danger, so it's very, it's, it's, uh, it's hard life. So I would imagine that you have to be <clears throat> married to a very special woman who takes on a lot of this parenting while you're gone. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. it's absolute. I mean, it's, uh, it's the home front thing. It's, you know, it's mm -hmm. very hard on them as well because it seems like, you know, as soon as I, when my son was two and a half and I went to Afghanistan, the, there was a huge storm, the house flooded. Oh. Um, a week oh, later, a massive tree fell off and smashed through our garage. I mean, it was, so she had multiple problems oh, going on. The kids got goodness. colic, you know, all the things. And you Just, were nowhere in sight. Thank goodness I wasn't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 there probably are some moments. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's I a whole go. lot easier being in a war zone. Than yes, being it is. It's very simple. <laughs> Not complex. It's very simple. Stay alive. <laughs> that's, that's very true, right? Because life is complex, and especially yeah. with children. So you have one son. One son. And how old is he today? Eleven. Ah. Getting ready to graduate tomorrow, for, or you know, he's graduating from elementary school. Oh, that's precious. Yep. Precious. And I know because yesterday when I tried to reach you, you were at the school doing uh, some kind of duty. Cooking. Cooking. Yep. <laughs> Was Flipping it? burgers. Oh, how fun! Did yeah. they have like a, a picnic kind of a thing or something? They did. So about five, probably five or six of the parents we mm -hmm. had. We got a snow cone machine. And cool that oh, was fun so you are getting to participate in those parts of life now oh yeah more fully oh yeah absolutely don't miss any of it oh that's so great yeah. how old was he when you were done being a seal he was five so i oh. right before he went into kindergarten mm -hmm. uh, and then we took a three-month driving trip across the country oh, and saw great. everything you can imagine oh so, my goodness yeah. that's I, i've done that with my brother what amazing experience fun. that is and what a nice time for him to sort of reconnect with you and yeah. get to know you every day better and better. And see the country. I mean, he got to see everything yeah. in America. Oh, yeah, so. oh wow. Well, he still remembers a lot of it. We show him the photos to keep mm -hmm. his memory alive. So. That's good. Yeah. That's really important. And that's yeah. such a, an important learning experience. Yep. I mean, I still remember vividly things that I, well, I drove across country from New York to California with my dad when I was, and, a, and an uncle, when I was only like, three or four, I believe, because we were moving to California, wow. my sister and I. They weren't the best <laughs> at doing our hair. My mother tells the story that I arrived with head lice. <laughs> hey, Fortunately, I was too, I didn't make it. <laughs> they were protectors, right. but not beauticians. No. <laughs> not hairdressers. Oh, <clears throat> so you were talking about the five things that oh, people yeah. might regret at death. So. Two of them have to do with fear. Fear of what? Yeah, one is uh, it's fear of you know not living. I was scared to live the life that I wanted to live. Ah, um, and, good. You know, scared of what people thought of me versus you know what I wanted to be. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, then people. One of the top fears is, uh, or one of the top regrets is uh, people work too much. Very common theme. Oh boy! I <laughs> so that. stop working. No. Yeah, <laughs> working too much. Working too much. They always regret it. That's true. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I uh, was doing some research for another show on um, suicide, and one of the things, <clears throat> excuse me, that um, they were talking about with is that the way we live our lives now, because we're working so hard to make it or to make enough money to live where we want to live, that we're not having the family connection time, yeah. we're not having the, the fun time spent socially with friends or family or whoever. And it's taking a toll on us. Yep. There's a real plague of social isolation going on now that we have to get serious about. 
I 100% agree. Mm. Chasing the money and chasing those things aren't going to make you happy. And people have known it for centuries, but it's still a lesson people need to learn. It's true. And and they were saying this article I was reading, when you finally get all of that, you're going to realize it's not enough. It's not enough. That's and right. it isn't the thing that gives you passion or purpose or joy. You yep. know, and I think that I, I love hearing stories like that you were there flipping the burgers and being part of your son's special day. Yeah, on oh, yeah. His graduation from sixth grade, is it? Fifth, fifth. Fifth grade, fifth grade. Yeah. So, Ed Heiner, I just am so delighted that you were here today, that we've been able to talk a little bit about the new book we're looking forward to, and we're going to hold a good thought for the TV show. Can we tell them anything about that? Well, it's going to be a, it, well, th there's two of them possibly in the works, and mm -hmm. there's one is is uh, going to be um, the leadership stuff that I do. Oh, cool. At a, hopefully at a, a, a network. Mm -hmm. not, not a cable necessary, but uh -huh. a network. Mm -hmm. And another one is is um, uh, for the History Channel, possibly, to um, to kind of go out and embed myself with certain people and certain units around the country and around the world to showcase other other things. Oh. Yeah. Are, we, are we talking about SEAL units? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. No SEAL units, no special forces oh, units. Oh, okay. Other, other type units. All right. Smaller units that people don't know about. It, they don't get the glamour. and. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll be standing by, and we'll Hope be so. very excited. And thank you so much for joining me today. And again, if any of you desire to reach Ed or learn more about him, his book, First, Fast, and Fearless, I got yeah. it right, is yeah. on Amazon, best-selling book. And his website is edheinerh-i-n-e-r.com. And I want to thank you for being with us on this show. And again, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. You can hear Change It Up with Paula Shaw every Saturday and Sunday evening at 7 o'clock here in, on KCBQ, AM 1170, The Answer. We're also on all major podcast platforms, including iTunes, Libsyn, Omni, and SoundCloud. We're on 15 terrestrial radio stations across the country, including iHeartRadio and Blog Talk. And if you can't remember all of that, just remember, ask Alexa. She'll find us. <laughs> also, you can learn more about us on changeitupradio.com or paulashaw.com. And please go to our Change It Up Radio Facebook page and join the Change It Up Radio group. We want to know what you want to hear about on this show and, and what topics are important to you. So send us your questions and your desires. And again, we look forward to seeing you every week. And we look forward to next week. So take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Change It Up with Live Transitions expert, speaker, and best-selling author, Paula Shaw. Join the Change It Up movement with Paula Shaw every Saturday and Sunday at 7 p.m. as we explore topics that inspire, welcome change, and create a new kind of conversation. To learn more about Paula, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities, visit changeitupradio.com. Whether you're feeling happy, sad, mad, or glad, it never hurts to change it up.